All right. So, uh, here we are. We're recording on a Friday, which we don't normally do. Um, I, I like that, that gift that you sent me. We'll, we'll do it live. We'll you know? do it live. Record it in the morning, get it out the door in the afternoon. That's the seat of the pants podcasting. There we go. That's some music. That's good. Wait, wait it went away. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, so you have a cool book about who's for do with uh, something, right? Uh, I do. I was um, in preparation for this week's podcast. Even though I know you were sort of leading the Husker Du charge, I did read Andrew Earls's book, Husker Du, the story of the noise pop pioneers who launched modern rock, which is yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, I just I always read this guy's reviews in Dusted and um, shit. What else? Uh, anyway, I just always thought he was really funny because he's very like. Um, oh, and I think on um, uh, the the music boards, fuck, I forget what it's called now. Anyway, message boards and stuff, and I always thought he was really funny because he's very like super serious, but also really funny and like self. Deprecating and, and just like sure, sure, a sure, lot of sure, stuff, sure. but like yeah, yeah. and um, and I bought some records from him from from off the message boards and stuff. Sure, is cool. there a point to this? Is there a point? No, I just think he's awesome. <laughs> he he's it's a very good book. I think uh, it has a bumper sticker that says "What would Husker do?" I want that it on com- a T-shirt. Comes with it. What, what yeah. would what <laughs> yeah, would Husker yeah, do? All right, before we get too far, yes. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm Jason, and uh, we started this podcast because you know we are friends we like music we've played in bands and we like to talk about music we do we really do and hopefully well we recorded it yeah at some point we decided to record our conversations that uh about books that we like about music and music in general um what's the name of the podcast jay it's called we listen to records we listen to records that's fine. I don't like that effect. I'm not going to use that That's one. That's the right sound. Eh, it's not that good. Um, uh, well, all right. What's on the turntable today? Well, we have Husker Du. Husker Du. And it's called. Not Husker this Don't. Is, Husker this Do. is a new one to me Warehouse Songs and Stories. Like, yeah, I, I was surprised you hadn't heard of this one before. I never heard this record. You know why? Because I think I hit. Um, I think I basically got to Candy Apple Gray and then I was like, uh. Eh. I'm, yeah, Candy I'm kinda done. Is not not my favorite that's, history that's, record. That's the that's the thing. And I actually listening to this, man, I really liked it. I think there's a lot of a lot of good tracks on here, which I I should have known. I mean, they, they were they're one of those bands that's very just consistently Husker do. Yeah. Like there isn't really a record that's you know, Candy Apple Gray maybe takes some and I don't really know Flip Your Wig and there's is that the one where the, it's like a picture of like uh, a, a laundromat or something? Yeah, there's that. There's Zen Arcade, which Zen I Arcade I know and kind of enjoyed. To. And then there's it was this short one I forget what it's called with Diane. Is, is um, New Day Rising? Yeah, no. and New Day Rising yeah. is a is an early one. I yeah. was okay before I get into. I have real deep feelings about this particular record, please. But before I get into mine, since you're fresh ears to this one, yes. You know what was your experience going through this as you know knowing the band but not the record? Like what 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 do fresh ears bring to this to this album from 1987? I mean, again, surprisingly, I liked a lot of the songs a lot, way more than I thought. Because, like I said, Candy Apple Grey to me, the the times that I've listened to it and I've really tried have been sort of a little inconsistent. It's kind of a little all over the place and. 
Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it has, uh, you know, uh, Don't Want to Know If You're Lonely, sure, which is sure. fucking great. Um, I'd love to do a mini-sode someday about that song, yeah, but I don't think there's anything else on that album I have much to say about. That's the thing. And, and honestly, I still have that record because of that song. And right, that I constantly right. am going, I need to like re-examine this, but I don't. Um, well, I mean, so th- what's interesting about that, wh- which is not the record we're listening to, by the right, way, right. but is, you know, Husker Du's a three-piece. Right. Um, and the two like songwriter singers, the huge tension in the band is always between Bob Mould and Grant Hart. Right. right? right. So Bob Mould plays guitar, Grant Hart plays the drums, right. and then Greg Norton is the bass player. Right. Um, and what's interesting about Husker Du, like a lot of the bands that I love, is there's no clear front person or sound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the albums kind of meander between different styles and different vocalists. And mm-hmm. and I think when I was younger, Grant Hart's songs are more like blunt. They're more direct. Okay. And so I think when I was in high school, those are the songs I gravitated to. Like, Don't Want to Know If You're Lonely yeah. is yeah, a Grant yeah, Hart song. Yeah. And, and it really connected because he's so just like front on with his feelings and with his songwriting and i think later on when i was in college and in, in grad school it's more the the bob mold tracks and then the stuff he did later as a solo artist and with uh with sugar that i connected to more because it's more complicated yeah. emotionally it's more complicated songwriting it's more yeah. complicated ideas so i think that's kind of been my relationship to Husker Du. Two is when I was younger, I wanted the the punk rock yeah, of New, right. New Day Rising. Sure. And when I got slightly older, I wanted the more mature sounds of like Warehouse, which is what we're listening to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Um, I found re- really liking a lot of it, and and they did seem to like play a little bit with like some percussion things, and uh, you know, like you're saying, maybe more mature. Um, or, or I guess more willing to sort of like experiment in different areas. Yeah. And and, and I didn't realize till now either that it's awesome that they do, uh, they flip between the songs. Like the first track is Bob Old, the second track is Grant Hart, then Mold Hart, Mold sure. Hart, Mold Hart, Mold Hart. The whole album, which I think is pretty funny. And that, well, and that their final album is this double album where they're like, hey, we've got a ton of shit here. And and again, I was sadly reading that the two of them were like talking through the record company, both saying like, "Here's all my songs," and then Bob Mould saying, "Here's well, here's all mine. Fuck you." And I guess it's going to be a double album then because I'm not getting rid of a single one. And they right. both were being total assholes, <laughs> which you would well, think would lead to like a garbage record. But I mean, you know, it's probably it like the Pixies. It's the two of them just fucking fighting it out all the time for. Right. For like parts, pieces, and, well, and, like, and inches, it's such a right? shame too because the, like the, if you look at the arc of this band, yeah, right, as they kind of they really are groundbreaking. I mean, they're from Minnesota and St. Yeah. Paul, yeah, um, like kind of middle of nowhere at that point. They're putting out this really sort of intense music. I mean, I don't know at what point, but at some point, at at, at least Bob Mold came out as openly gay. I'm not right. sure what, at what point. Um, you know, uh, but then you've got so you've got this like raw punk sound in Zen Arcade and New Day Rising, Flip yeah, Your Wig. Yeah. Then you got what a lot of people thought at the time was their most mature album, which is Candy Apple Grey. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then this album comes out, which is for them way different. It's it's I think of this as their tamest album by far. Yeah. And then in the in the middle of like what 
really could have been just like the Pixies, their sort of grand moment. Like Warehouse, honestly, should be the record that we remember from Husker Du. It should be yeah. like, I mean, this should have won Grammys and been the epic. Like this should be something significant in cultural history. Yeah. And and instead, you know, Grant Hart is is like, you know, trying to quit heroin, and Bob Mould is like right. drinking heavily, and right. ultimately ends up quit drinking. And there's like the band is just melting down, and it's mm-hmm. like they're caught up in sort of Reagan era culture war shit. And it's just like, you know, instead of this being remembered as sort of a great triumph, it kind of just slid through and disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I guess too, like, I know that they were talking about like Husker Du was known for in their live shows, like only playing new stuff. So they wouldn't even play previous records. If you went right. to see them, you were hearing, you, you weren't even hearing songs that you knew. So with this record, they didn't. They didn't really tour with it because they kind of broke up like in the middle of touring because sure. I think I think they were fight they were having trouble like with the bands that they were they were touring with like Soul Asylum and all this other garbage <laughs> on Warner Records and the Warner Records people were like like I was reading again in this Andrew Earls book like people were organizing shows for them in Philly at some like shitty warehouse and people from Warner Brothers were like we're not putting them on a, a shitty bill with shitty punk bands. Right. And, the, and the guy doing the show was like, listen, I've been booking these guys like for like 10 years. And, and Husker Du saying, we'll do what we want. And they played the show and like the ceiling's falling down. And the uh, people from the Warner Brothers like touring people were like, that's it. We're never fucking like working with, with you again or something. And like there was sure. this whole meltdown there. So like there just wasn't a place for them to to be like a sustainable force in sure. what, what 1986 7 when this right. came out god damn man that's crazy well it's there you know i mean if anybody who's listening to this who uh maybe was a husker du fan who didn't know this record like jason yeah or or if you're new to this and and i think i like live albums more than you do probably right like you don't strike me as someone who really loves like a good live album i don't uh, yeah like when we did the built to spill one you were you know, um, but the the Husker Du the sort of live album that came out after they broke up um, of their last tour it's called the Living End, okay, and okay. is a is a for for Husker Du like lovers is a yeah. rock solid live album and and it really covers their whole spectrum and they do some Ramones covers and there's some good wow. stuff in there that's awesome. Um, so anyway, just a recommendation if you're you know yeah yeah if you're like me and you love a good live album but yeah yeah okay. Um, see for me I, this. Like I came to Husker Du in high school. I think you and I probably heard them at the same time, I don't, and and you know went through the cycle that you described. Got to Candy Apple Gray, and then kind of was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> um, and then when I was in like a sophomore in college, I went through a, like a rough patch, and somebody gave me a copy of this. You know how like yeah. back in the day you just like oh, copy yeah. cassette tapes. Sure, you end up with it. And you know what? You were also like. Yeah, I'm sick of all my other stuff. Oh, look, here's this band. Uh, Husker yeah. Du, uh, I don't know. And all right, and sure. And I'll it ended to up it. in my wa- Walkman. We're talking about 95 here, maybe 96. Yeah, sure. Ended up in my Walkman. And just for various reasons, I had to walk long distances in like late October, early oh. November in Boston. Walk four or five miles to go to these things that I had to go to. And oh, this was in this was in Boston. You said this so was in Boston. In, so okay, okay. I was living in Boston. I yep. had to. I don't want to go into details on the podcast, but I just had to go. You know, I had to walk several miles each way to these things, and I couldn't afford a bus pass and all this. Oh, stuff. please. So, but this album is so sort of eminently listenable, yeah. and it's so long 
Yeah, that right. I, I, I would never bring a second tape because, nice. you know, like you could basically walk a couple miles and listen to like one side <laughs> of the cassette and then flip it over and walk home. Yeah. And, and it just, it never like really occurred to me to like put something else in the cassette player because yeah, right. there's so many good tracks in it. That's it's awesome. a consistent sound and yet each song is pretty unique, pretty standalone. It is, it is. And, and that, like discovering this and, and sort of, I think for me the point of entry was like I know I know the name Husker Du, so I'm willing to give this a try. Right. But then the listenability of this compared to their other records, yeah, yeah, really, really stuck with me. And that for me, like someday we could do a whole epic thing. But the this is the end of Husker Du. But if you're really listening closely, this is a huge bridge into what Bob Mould would just do in his solo career. Right. Right. You know, like his first album workbook I love it's very stripped down yeah a lot of like a, sort of acoustic guitar work and very minimal stuff but then he does black sheets of rain or, or what's that what's that album called um at the first tracks I think it's called black sheets of rain okay um and you know and you're like oh this is what Husker Du could have been like if they were right. firing on all cylinders and if they uh you know if they had a good you know a better producer and they were sort of People understood what they were trying to do, right, right? Right, right, right. And then, you know, around the same time, he forms the band Sugar, puts yep. out that album Copper Blue, which yeah. was like one album of the year awards and was a it's, really big deal. It's so, so funny y- that I, I definitely knew that album a lot and listened to it a bunch and did not connect it to Husker Du at all at the time. Hilariously. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so uh, th- I think that happened a lot when I was in high school. Like, there were really like a, a, a few bands that I was like, Wait, Morrissey was in the Smiths? Like, I mean, just yeah. dumb, fucking, well, <laughs> embarrassing I mean, also, shit like that. Well, pre-internet, <laughs> like, how do you know shit, right? I think so, I think I just separated them so much in my mind that I was like, no way. Yeah, how could this possibly? Right, like, but I'm just just pulling up Wikipedia really quick. So, Who's Gonna Do breaks up in '88. Yeah. Bob Mould puts out Workbook in 89. Okay, wow. Which is, I mean, again, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not heard Bob Mould's Workbook, like, do yourself a favor and listen yeah. to this thing. It's fucking amazing. I and then he does Black Sheets of Rain, which is like a killer rock album. Yeah. And then he follows that right up with Copper Blue by, you know, under the the Sugar band yeah, name. Yeah. Um, and, I remember and really Blue. loving Copper Blue, this, just the sound of it, just the sound oh, of the guitars and everything. Crunch. Was, so like huge but also i mean i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i I feel like uh was that no that wasn't around the time of siamese dream was it uh there was some yeah it would have been i feel like uh, there was some weird like guitar sort of interesting stuff happening during the era do you know happen to know what i think siamese dream is around 93 and copper blue would have been around 92 so you know roughly the same period like that, because that, that crunch, yeah, that guitar so, crunch. Yeah, I thought that was really amazing, and and even his vocally sounded different than Husker Du to me. So I don't know. I mean, I can see. I guess I can see why I didn't put that together. But sure. at the same time, man, Copper Blue is good. And there was some well, it, song on there. Oh, if I can't change your mind. Oh yeah, that's a great track. Oh man, I remember. Uh, super. I mean, and I of course I. I did not want to uh oh it's so embarrassing but one of the one of the most ridiculous embarrassing moments of my life was when i think i was totally blasting that song um at home and like my friends came over and they were like oh 
uh, and I think I'd just broken up with some, some girlfriend or something. Sure. And yeah. they were Bob like, Bold is good breakup music. And they were like, oh man, we knew we better like, we better like ditch her if we were coming over because we heard you, we heard you playing this song. And I was like, Aww. fuck. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. And I remember that feeling like oh, such a loser, but I was like, oh God damn it. Well, I mean, why I was I listening that loud to begin with? I was like blasting it. Like they could hear we, it like made it, out the, made it <laughs> like really a block far away. Into this podcast without playing a song. <laughs> Which one? Um, uh, here, let me let me let me pick a track. Oh, and fortune teller. There's so many good. Actually, the track was playing right now. Ice cold, ice cold ice. Why don't you turn this up? Let's listen to this for a little bit, and then I want to talk about legacy. Okay. That's a that's a rocker. God damn, it's so good. It's so it's, good. I think for this album, I think that's probably the heaviest they get on this album. Which for Who's Who is pretty tame. I love it. Actually. I love that that it's riff. Fucking of, I love that guitar riff. The the bassline stuff. The, I mean, it is such unbelievable a good that three people are making <sighs> that much noise. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, short of what unwound, I can only think of a yeah. handful of bands where you put three people in a room and they yeah. sound like forty. Yeah. You know, I mean that that. Grant Hart's drums on that track are amazing. He's just pounding it out in like the number of fills per second, but it all makes sense. And that just unrelenting bass. Yeah. And then I don't know how Bob Mould makes one guitar sound like 40, yeah. and I know it's an album that's produced and there's probably layers of tracks, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But, but even but like in the live album, it, yeah. it sounds so dense. And yeah. It sounds like, like almost, not orchestral, but like, like really layered in some interesting ways. Like I've always just really been impressed with Who's Could Do. Oh man, hell yes. Uh, speaking of um, crazy connections between people that I had no idea to, there was a section in this book that I that I flagged here. I was looking at during that that track of where uh, 
Uh, they stuck around an extra day in Chicago on March 23rd to play a Black Flag after show. And uh, Andrew Earls goes on to like say how that was like their turning point because making that connection to Black Flag and SST and like basically they gave them a tape and they were like we want to be on SST and they passed the tape along to Mike Watt with the Minutemen who right. then like is like oh man you gotta you gotta sign these guys are they're awesome you gotta do something with them and like it just became this whole well like, it's amazing how it's fucking thing because they played this show one show with Black Flag well, I was going to say, it's amazing how in this era, how narrow the points of entry for punk bands were into the big time. Yeah. Right? right. Like, we already talked last week about when we were talking about the Henry Rollins get in the van. That's the thing. About how yeah. Black Flag is was like the West Coast gateway. Mike Watt <laughs> yeah. was the w- gateway. Yeah. Eventually, the Husker Du becomes a gateway for a million other bands. In the and Midwest, then on the East right? Coast, it's like... Yeah, for the Midwest, yeah. and then in the East Coast, you've got Fugazi yep. and DC. Sonic Youth, who are kind of your and sort of the Ramones, who are kind of your gateways. But re- the Ramones yeah. never really built labels or anything. Whereas Sonic Youth and, Fu- and Fugazi ended up making like major labels and right. promoting all these other other acts. And I think that that's a really interesting sort of look at this time because we haven't yet talked about it. But Husker Du's legacy is fucking epic, sure. right? Yeah. Like pick pick a band. Pick a punk band in particular. Pick a rock band that doesn't cite Husker Du as one of their influences. Like everybody, especially in the '90s when um, you know when sort of grunge was was popular. But even nowadays, it's hard to find a band that's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I grew up listening to Husker Du, and I'm really yeah. inspired by, you know, I mean, very, very few people cite this album as their inspiration. Usually, right. people go backward. Um, which I well, think is interesting because this, again, is the culmination in a lot of ways of where they were and where they would go. Zen Arcade is the one that I keep. And, and I guess because it was the beginning, uh, basically, for a lot of people. Yeah. That that I, I hear all the time. And I think there's even a 33 and a third book about Zen Arcade. And I've just read a ton about it. And, um, and that's the one I always was like, oh, I got to listen yeah. to this again. To sort of get into oh, it. Turn this up. Turn this up.
So, this is an amazing track. Man, it's so and, good. But here's the thing. A few episodes ago, when we were talking about Built to Spill, I, I, you know, maybe snarky, maybe not, but I kind of pointed out that the lyrics were like dorm room deep. Yeah. They're like, like sort of seemingly philosophical without like going all that deep. Yeah. This is a track where I feel like it might be dorm room deep, but... I don't think like I wrote down some lyrics while he you know while we were yeah, playing yeah and th- there's a line that I've always loved from this track where he's like is it only happiness you want does wanting a feeling matter anymore and I'm like maybe that's dorm room deep but the way that the track connects and just this the like the layers of emotion that you get from the Bob Mould written yeah. tracks on this album I don't know they've al- I've always connected with them in a way that that you know I, I is really interesting I just yeah, I love that yeah, track yeah. I don't know. Is, 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 what What are your thoughts? No, I think that I think that song is incredible. Um, there's There's a lot of great songs like that on this record. I think, like you're saying, it's just surprising that uh, you know. And I, and I think I guess I'm definitely guilty of this when when I hear of a, a band like Black Flag, Husker Du, some some band like this. I tend to go. I tend to look at the first album, and then maybe go too deep, and then I go, "Yeah, I'm done. That's it." Because I, I mean, there's no way that their arc is continues to be good the whole way through. But, but I don't you know look why at I do that. Our, 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 I speak collectively for yeah. you and me, yeah. our favorite band of all time, if you ignore Unwound's last album, you missed one of oh, the greatest God. albums ever put out, yes. right? If you get <laughs> leaves turned inside you, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I do think that bands like Husker Du that burn very bright for a very short amount of time... Right. In some cases, like, like their their entire career is only four or five years long. Right. So, Warehouse is where most bands get to where their second album. Yeah, yeah. In in terms of the culmination of their ideas and their skills, Who's Gonna Do just put out a fucking shit ton of albums in a very short period yeah, of time and just. grew really fast. So I I think you know if they hadn't imploded on drugs and alcohol and you know all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Like. We would. This could have just been a middle career album. We call this, you know, challenge for civilized society. And you know, Husker Du's, um, you know, leaves turn inside you is, you know, epic. And I think Bob Mould ends up doing that with Black Sheets of Rain or Workbook or Copper Blue. I mean, I think those yeah, are, yeah, you know, ditch Grant Hart and keep writing amazing stuff. You know, it's crazy that they did uh, in the span of let's say. Four years. They did six. Wait, this, this can't be true. Hold on a second. Eighty-seven. They broke up. If you the, if you ignore the first, early singles, there they have. Well, no, I don't one, want two, to. Three. So, so their first release was January of eighty-two. Land Speed record, right? Yeah. Live it's album. A, it's a decent. So decent eighty-two live album. to eighty-six. Four years. They well, did six studio albums, two live albums, a compilation. 10 singles yep. and two EPs. Yep. And then in 87, they did this one. Yeah, that's a career. That's I mean, that's insane. That's insane. And, and I mean, again, we're talking about Warehouse today, but if you, you know, Candy Apple Gray is the one that everybody remembers, but mm. there's some amazing stuff. Like Metal Circus, the, the mini yeah, album yeah, that yeah. they did in 83 is yeah. fucking great. Um, you know, Flip Your Wig is a solid album. New Day Rising. I mean, these are all great punk records yeah that's true each one has influential tracks on it that different bands at different times could say like new day rising is a hugely influential track yeah. for some band you know i 
and I don't have quotes in front of me to say it, but you know, I know Nirvana, right. I right, know right. all these great bands have been like, you know, Husker Du is a huge influence on our sound, sure. a huge influence on our style. And, you know, yeah, what an interesting thing to just kind of come out of Minneapolis and like, you know, you know what I forget sound. about too is this thing from Numero Group, that crazy box set that they came out with. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Did you have you listened to that? Do you know anything about yeah, it? You, uh, don't you? You have it, right? No, I don't. That's the oh, one no, thing then I, I have it because I was it, like, because no. I was sort of like, well, is this you know? Because uh, Numero Group released the giant stuff from Unwound, right? Which right. I like, but again, amazing. this is Unwound like in high school, right? So sure. it's fucking crazy. And wait, what's that one called again? Uh, but like Baby Gi- Giant Henry or something, right? That oh, one. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's unwound yeah. thing, sure. but so this Husker Du thing, Savage Young Du. I'm just thinking like, oh, this is like demos and stuff from before Landspeed Record or before Zen Arcade. So I'm just like, is this going to even sound like Husker? Du? Like what I'm interested, in? but now I'm sure. like, I'm, I super want to hear this now. Sure. Yeah, damn it. Um, let's uh, let's play out one more track yeah. and we'll put final thoughts on Warehouse we'll pick next week's record okay. we'll do the disclaimer and uh, all the usual shit which which track man oh uh, let me see there's so much good stuff I to know. listen to we're, we're only like um, halfway through this record yeah we could, so. we could keep going um, what are we listening to right now friend you gotta fall yeah um, uh, let's listen to um, No Reservations track 16 back half of side four.
think that song is a great example of the the sound that they perfected on this album. Yeah. You don't you hear them working toward on the previous records, but they never get to like this. There, how can it be a fucking wall of noise yeah. and still have such clear, um, like pounding four on the floor drums, this amazing bass line, and then this like my bloody Valentine esque wall of noise on top of it. That's and what yet, I was just listening to. Was like I, how. Where would you even start? I mean, as a fan of Husker Du, sitting in my house with a guitar, like, oh, let me just, uh, I love this record. Let me just, like, you know, figure out some Husker Du songs. There's no, there's nothing to cling on to that's like, where do you even fucking start with this? This is sure. just, it's a, it's a kind of amazing that, that I don't know what that sound is exactly, but man, it is so Husker Du. It's this kind of thin, a lot of treble kind of, yeah, tin, tinny kind of sound, but is just but multiplied. That amazing bass hook underneath it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, that. I mean, I love that track in particular when the bass line kicks in. Yeah, you know, like thirty-ish seconds into it, yeah. and it's just like, oh, you you have my attention now. Honestly, I was listening to that. I was just thinking, as soon as we hit, pop, you know, stop yeah. on this, pop, yeah. I was like I know what I'm listening to all day. It's this true. Is just, this is going on a no, loop. I want to go day. listen to this too now. It's like, yeah, this is great. It's also right. one of those things where it's like I can really tune into this and yeah. and listen to it, or it can just totally work when I'm doing anything, you know, yeah. just like because well, it does have before. that kind of like just consistency to it. That I'm I, well, super. I've, I've into. said this before. I tend to like albums without lyrics right. when I need to concentrate right, when right, I'm right. working. I love right. you know I love we, we've done some post metal on here. We'll do some more you know Pelican and bands like that. I love right. just kind of like a wall of noise without any lyrics going on. Right. But yeah, this album, you're you're totally right. Like I can foreground it in my brain and really enjoy what's going on, or it can just slide to the back and I don't really notice it. And that's yeah, that's weird. I mean, it might yeah. just be that I, I've listened to this album every it's day true. for like 20 years. I don't know. Yeah, right, but, right, right. Uh, it's like, so um, final thoughts from you on Warehouse. Uh, I think it's super consistent. This might be a, a great like first album to listen to, which isn't exactly the case for me but in sort of a way it is i don't know what do you but, what do you mean what do you mean i mean like if you were like oh you don't know who's gonna do you should listen to this i guess sure. it's 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 hard to say if you should do this or zen arcade i'm not really sure i mean I, well that's the thing i think if i was talking to like a teenager yeah i'd be like listen to zen arcade listen to metal circus okay. right get your punk rock on yeah, yeah right if i was talking to somebody in like their 30s or their 40s right, right i'd right. be like Hey, this is this amazing punk band who also like produced this album that's heavy but not right, or, or it's like punk but not heavy. I guess is what I yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. described it. It's true. It's true. It's right. very listenable. It comes while out of also that. being loud and punk. It, right. It's an evolution of that sort of playing with Black Flag and starting from that yeah. hardcore scene. But yeah, it's funny because I sort of never thought of them as hardcore. You know what I no. mean? Like I wouldn't put them in the same playlist even as Black Flag. No, but but they absolutely were on the same venues and like within the sure. same tours and stuff, and that makes well, it sense. Is, like when we did the Camper Van Beethoven episode, it's shocking right. to learn how small that world really was, yeah. and that San Francisco. I mean, whatever you call Camper Van Beethoven, you know, touring with Black Flag and doing Black Flag covers, it's like well, even you, in you this realize you realize that your vision of who should be hanging out with who doesn't make any sense. No, and and <laughs> and, it, and it does it does, uh, and maybe that comes with age too, where you go. Yeah, of course. You know what? I just read this part where Husker Du was in San Francisco, 
And uh, Jell Biafra was like, hey, why don't you guys stay extra and fucking hang out on my couch and I'll get you on food stamps and you guys can just fucking right. sit around for a while. And they were like, great. So like, yeah, you, you need to not put those things into little boxes and go, you know what? All these bands can help each other. And yeah, you don't like Nickelback, but you know what? Like maybe, and this is like really reaching, but like, I don't know if like maybe they were, maybe that guy's brother is friends with uh, somebody or really respects. I think, okay. And who knows? That's a terrible example. But I, I was impressed with the, in the heroin diaries when Nikki six is, is talking about, I literally think Husker do the new Husker do record. And he's like, and he's like, man, those guys are so great. I wish we could tour with them, but our label would never go for it. And I was like, kind of blown away. Like, holy shit, he he knows about Husker Du. It's crazy. Sure. Because uh, I was reading this book as a joke. I mean, he's so insane and it's fucked up. But but at the same time, there there they are. They, these these things are there. And and Husker Du is a great enough like band that literally every single band that probably exists knew about them and will could talk to you about them in an intelligent yeah. way possibly or they should or else they're not going to be around long and they won't ever amount right. to anything well i think my which final happens. thoughts on on who's do are related to that which is a band coming out of a non-scene with a sound similar but very different than what was going on in either punk or rock at right. the time yeah. it's not mainstream and it but i mean their early stuff is kind of heavy punk but like they're still very different than what's going on they're, they're like the pixies in that way that they yeah, they're just out of left field carved out their own sort of thing that people got into yeah and then you know infinitely copied right. infinitely influential right and like yes there's a huge comet trail with bob mold solo career and sugar and all that other stuff yeah but it's just like this four or five six year period where there's blasting out great records and they kind of end on this huge who, whatever this is like I think that that's the influence of Husker Du is you just you have to look at how powerful they were how much they grew and how influential they've been yeah. and you know I think it's a shame that more people don't know about this album because for me this is like when I think of Husker Du this is the album I think of that makes sense Matt you you convinced me this is the cool. one Yeah. alright I'm gonna do the disclaimer if that's alright please alright so here's the disclaimer we don't own the rights to this music uh, we're just here to talk about records that we love. Um, and, you know, I'm talking to Bob Mould specifically here, buddy. <laughs> I, I saw you live seven times. Oh, um, man, I, I awesome. think you're great. And Grant Hart, we, I don't, I you know, you slept on my friend Amber's couch once. <laughs> so I think we're related at this point. So I'm just, you know, let's be cool. Let's be friends. Let's be family. If you, like, are upset at this podcast, just let us know. We'll take it down. We don't need to get lawyers involved. We're just here to talk about the music. Um, Jay, how do they get in touch with us? Uh, at we listen the number two the number one on twitter or records at harveyloversharvey.com all right so the email and that's the twitter we're also on instagram where we announce new stuff and you know we should probably be better about being on instagram we're on facebook uh so tell your grandparents about that (laughs) um yeah i think that's our social media (laughs) what all right so jay i picked this do we have myspace do we have myspace page uh, I'm working on getting us a Friendster. I think oh, that's still around. Yes. Um, and LinkedIn really wants us oh, to join LinkedIn. Good. Yeah, um, they've been sending me emails. Yeah, I'm trying to. Can we do? I just learned what Twitch is. Do you think we should do a Twitch when we're recording the podcast? Do you think people would be into uh, that? It could be Twitch stars. 
Okay, Jay, we're gonna pick. Uh, I picked. I oh, stop it, stop it. Wait, what about can we can we Snapchat the episode? We could probably. Or let's is Periscope around? Is Periscope with? I don't, dude. I'm in my forties. I don't know shit. All right, uh, I picked These this record. So you get to pick. Up. You are going to pick next week's record. So you're going to give me three choices. Yes. And we've decided that we're just no more blind guessing. Jay's just going to give me three records that he wants to talk about. I will pick one of them. Yes. And that is what we'll talk about next week. Yes. Here they come. All right. Here they come. Record number one. Actually, number one. I'm, I'm right now trying to pick three out of this list because fuck. You, okay. You got a, you got a big list? Just here pick we go, three. Here we go. Just pick here three we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I like to go for diversity in... Sound, nothing else. Sure, probably. sure. Okay. All right, I'm going to write these down. Number one. Thing. Number one. The Minx. The Lynx. The Minx M, like the Minx. animal. Ah, mink. the Minx. The Minx. Yes. And this is their second record called Tides End. All right, I don't know I like that one lot. at all. I like I know lot. you like the Minx. We, we uh, had worked them into a project that we were doing at some point. But uh, All right. Uh, that one is very, like, electronic-y. Cool. But awesome. I All kind right. of think of it, I it, I sort of relate it to, like, no, I'm not even going to say it. All right. All right. Next <laughs> next record. Don't say it. I'm not. Next record. Uh, Deer Hoof. Apple. Okay. Apple O. Uh, that's a good one. Was a oldie but goodie for me where I was, like, never really into them. And then this record, I was like, holy shit. Sure, they're, they're sure. Fucking I great. remember it, but it's not, like, in rotation in my house. So that'd right. be a fun one to revisit. It is fun. It is fun. And then the third one, uh, just threw, I threw that this in here as we were talking about Husker related, is um, Godspeed, You Black Emperor, uh, the Infinity Sign record. Mm. I, as much as I love that stuff, I, yeah. Godspeed is hard for me. It is. It's a um, very, it's very hard. And like, you know, I talk a lot about things like Pharaoh Overlord and Circle and stuff that, you know, we haven't well, talked about on this podcast because that's a reach for a lot of people. And I feel like Godspeed well, is there. Well, God's, oh no, I'm sorry. F, F, A, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's called. It's like F, A, infinity sign. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's that one. one. That's it, I mean, the one. It's, it's a great Godspeed record. I, I think it. I want to do Deerhoof. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, for next week, uh, you know, load up your record players with deer hoofs, Apple O. <laughs> load them up. Load them up. Rack it up. If you got an eight track of that one, pop it on in. Stick um, it out. Get your, it uh, what, your iPod Nano and load it up. Get what your are, shuffle. Get your get shuffle. Your sh- yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> what is, what's like other outdated technology? Uh, right your Zune. Oh, fire up the zoom. Fire up the zoom. Get that going. Um, yeah. Uh, get on uh, Napster and download it. Oh, man. Download that shit. Yep. Yeah. Track don't, by track. By the way, don't illegally download music. Um, no. All right, bud. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think. How can you? These you things? know what? Just fucking turn this just, up and let's play it out. You just put it on. You just go to YouTube and watch it. Dude, play this track. No, actually, I want to play it out on. Um. Let's play it out on this one. All right, let's go.